Welcome back to New Money. We've just joined the program. We're discussing retirement and financial planning. My guest, Laseka Monaring, Managing Director of KLU Wealth and Legacy Management, and Daryl Bennett, Wealth Advisor of Satsman. We're going to go straight into emails. My first email this evening is from Jackie in Midrand. says, I'm 44 years old and just received the value from my brokers of all my saving and retirement funds. These are down from 12 months ago, even though I've made further contributions in the last year. I'm really worried how this is going to affect my ultimate retirement. Big, big, big concern for people, Daryl. Very big concern, and, and my, my initial reaction to that is don't do anything. Meet with the broker, sit down, analyze it, have a whole lot of questions that you can ask the broker, and, um, and use that same time to review the, her needs, if they've changed or they haven't changed, and, and perhaps make changes if, if need be, but do a cost versus benefit analysis. Let's say much much easier for a younger person who's still got years to go. A lot ha- harder for people who are now reaching retirement and all of a sudden found this drop in the last 12 months and they soon going to need to have to start withdrawing on their pensions and they don't have time to sit still. So it's a very different strategy to a younger person. Absolutely. So that's one of the biggest um, benefits of being invested in the markets. You need the time to basically let the markets recover so you're not too worried about the 12 months. And again, I would also say that if she looks at two years returns, they look a lot better than what they did probably over the last 12 months. So it's important to have a longer perspective. But yes, when you are older, and that's why we always say, Daryl mentioned it as well, that you need to look at it often. Um, When I mean often, at least once a year. So the person who is retiring the next 12 months, ideally they should have considered a strategy already um, so that it shouldn't be an immediate 12 months what happens now. It's something that you prepare in advance um, but again even when you are retiring the idea is that you're not going to completely use your retirement and put it in cash so the idea is there will be some equity in the in your portfolio so and again you need to manage what in terms of what your needs are so you understand what are your retirement needs how much of your portfolio needs to be in cash so it's again a cash flow exercise so that becomes very important for post-retirement planning. So, but it's definitely not the time to panic. And I think it's important that you sit with someone who can sit you through and help you understand what is what what's, what's the best advice in terms of structuring. But yeah, so it's concerning. But it, I wouldn't panic um, as of yet. And you just need to plan. Daryl. Yes, Brian. So th- I, I agree with Lusecha, absolutely. You know, look at the plan. Don't make any rash decisions. Make sure you're in the right asset class. Um, and, you know, if for whatever reason there's not sufficient money, well, then at least you know. And you can work around it, maybe upskill yourself, look for a hobby, uh, explore all your different options. I, th- I think a lot of older people, I mean, we heard on, as we were coming, you were very excited because you were watching the TV as we walked in and you said, great news tonight because we seem to be, uh, Sir Ramaphosa has made an announcement, we seem to be tackling the energy crisis and, that, and you felt very positive when coming to, into the studio, which is good because we need all these positive things. I think people markets are positive and companies are positive and ultimately over a long period of time, you've got to have that optimism and with capitalism that they will grow and they will prosper and they've got pricing power and you're in the right company 
companies, they will grow. Yeah. It's just I a tough time at the moment. Yeah, I think the phrase markets also scares people because you're, you're not buying markets. You're buying companies that happen to be listed. And if you're buying quality companies and you're buying into quality funds, those companies, they don't sit and worry about all the f troubles in the world. I mean, I always say if, you con if, you know, if you're confused at the moment, you're actually thinking straight because who knows what's going on anywhere in the world. But it's absolutely amazing. I mean, they're expecting inflation to be a bit down in America last week and suddenly they got it right and it was over 9%. Well, I read a report the other day that was saying The Economist at the beginning of the year gives a forecast for the year and at the beginning of, of 2020, they didn't forecast COVID. And at the beginning of 2022, they never forecast the Ukraine-Russian war. Yeah. So what's the message? The message is even The Economist, that's a, tr a trusted publication, you just don't know what's waiting around the corner. You just got to expect the unexpected all the time. Daryl, forget the economist. The Federal Reserve in December. <laughs> I mean, the USA Federal Reserve in December said, in, you know, inflation will slow down and interest rates should rise 1%. And by the end of this year, it's going to rise three and a quarter. Well, if they can't get it right, who else is going to get it right? But, but uh, Pauline Whitbank says, I'm leaving my company at the end of August. What are your thoughts on allowing me to leave my accumulated retirement saving in the employer's pension fund if I do? Is there anything that I need to be nervous about, Daryl? Well, it's a big transition. For, so don't make any, analyze it. See what your options are. See what your best options are. There's no rush. You mustn't feel pressurized to have to move it. You can keep retained benefits, I think, for even six months, if, if not longer. So it, it's a good time to work out what these different options are and then make a decision. Yeah. Mm. I'd just like to add, I mean, it's exactly that. So you don't want to rush into it. And there are some pros and cons to it. So mm. the, the obvious one is that it's probably a cost-effective solution. So you're not going to be paying um, anyone to transfer to help you with the transition and to move it to another employer or to an external provider. Um, that's the one thing. But I'd, I'd be concerned about how that uh, preservation fund gets invested. Mm. So that's something that I would want to spend time understanding. So you don't want to leave it and it's sitting in cash or leave it into, especially if you have time and you need to be investing appropriately. It's something that you need to understand how is it going to be invested if you leave it in the, in the pension. Is it appropriate for you as well? Because when you have a, a company pension, there are op options available. But the benefit of leaving is when you get to choose a plan that's actually suited for your personal retirement. So I would definitely say um, leave it, but not too long. Um, but and I, I mean, ideally, you'd want to do it before you actually thinking about um, res res during that resignation period. Yeah, because, you know, so many of the smaller funds don't have stage investing. They have just one strategy for yeah. all the members, whether you're 30 or 55. So you've got to look at your own strategy and, fit and how it fits in to the rest of your portfolio. Because now it's your own portfolio. And therefore, whereas previously, maybe you didn't think of it entirely with your own financial planning. Now it is. Yeah. Uh, Frank in Greenpoint says, please explain whether the group life payment is taxable or not. And, ta and does it form part of my estate and dutable if left to children? Is it subject to subject th uh, section 30C, 7C? What happens on retirement annuities if you become d disabled or die? Sure, there's a, a lot of Long information there. Yeah. So first of all, the group life, it's either a uh, approved by the Pension Fund Act, so it's an approved fund or it's an unapproved fund. Most companies who are structured correctly should have it unapproved, which means it's not affected by tax. If a member dies and there's a payment that's paid, it will be exempt from tax because it's not part of the Pension Fund Act. If it's an approved fund, well then the life cover benefit, the first 500,000 Rand will be tax-free and then there's a table um, on a sliding scale as far as the taxes are concerned. 
If he finds that it is an approved fund, then he should question why. You know, why is the company structuring the group life as an approved fund? As far as Section 37C is concerned, that's to do with beneficiaries of retirement Who's the beneficiary? Funds, yeah. And if they factual dependents. Unlike a life policy, you can leave it to the friends of the cat or the SPCA or your wife or your nephew or cousin, whoever. With pension money, the trustees have got a fiduciary responsibility and duty to see that the person that's nominated as a beneficiary is a factual dependent before they make the payment. Yeah. I've actually got a situation yeah. now where 35 years ago, someone had a girlfriend, he left the policy to the girlfriend. He, 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 she died many, many years ago. Now he's died, and guess what? The beneficiary on that policy still has the girlfriend. What a mess, I can tell you. Uh, Joni and Belita said, with the changes allowing pension funds to invest more offshore, with markets down and the rand a lot weaker, what is your view? So I think it's definitely a, a step in the right direction. So I think we're all kind of generally happy about the new allowance. I would say she shouldn't rush into that decision because, again, um, investing offshore, it might not be an ideal situation right now. So as much as we are allowed to increase up to 45%, we've talked about there is some issues in the U.S., there's inflation is quite high, markets are traditionally even higher than what they were. So I, wouldn't, I would maybe wait a little bit and also get someone to help with that decision. So we definitely support investing offshore, um, but it's important to have, it must be a, a well, um, an informed decision. Understand when is it, uh, you know, especially if you have, um, if you're thinking about increasing now. So I would maybe wait a little bit. Um, the U.S. markets are traditionally higher than usual, and we are expecting it to come down a little bit. So I would say it's a great decision, but also get someone to help you around the timing. You can't time it to an exact science, but I think it is important to, to have some sort of a, an informed opinion on how to go about it, to phase in, and you know to look at what options are available. Uh, look, look, timing is, is really not the issue. It's hmm. the time in the market. Daryl, I mean, difficult one, because you've got the RAND starting to strengthen a little bit. It's come down, I mean, 2 3% to from where it was in the 17s and the, and the, the market is also looking iffy. So you, if you're going to take the money out, I mean, I see now in Europe that they raise interest rates half percent. So for the first time in three years, interest is naught because it was minus half percent before. Mm. So <laughs> maybe Europeans are welcoming on that. But if you're going to take money offshore, really, it's growth money and money that should be invested. And absolutely, I go back to what the Secha is saying. It's the, the Pension Fund Act allows for diversification, allows for sufficient offshore exposure. And, and I don't know why one differentiates between local and offshore with equity, because with the equity sh at the core of the portfolio should be the best companies in the world. And if w some of them are here, then put them in here. And if some of them are globally, then put them in the global funds. Mm. Well, it's everyone's intention to make provision for a monthly income as close to their final earnings as possible at the time of going on pensions. As I said, statistics reflect that this is really possible. You have certainly got a better chance if at retirement you've not used part of your retirement savings to pay off debt, but have debt paid off from previous earnings. You also need to have a home paid for and a good health care plan in place. If you've not yet evaluated where you are in your retirement journey, then I suggest that you do it with your financial planner as soon as possible. Daryl, thank you for joining me this evening. Great show. It's important to note our program is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's program, we'll be dealing with estate planning. And if you need to get hold of me, my details will appear on the screen. I'd like to thank you for watching and good night.